Episode 21 of the Project Me podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Pietrangeli, the creator of MyProjectMe.com. This podcast is designed to be an entertaining, lighthearted, inspirational, personal growth journey. Each episode goes in a mostly chronological order as I piece together the books, modalities, people, and experiences that have fallen onto my life path exactly when I needed them and how often I resisted the very things I needed the most or didn't see the gifts contained in the challenges until later. By sharing my stories, I hope to inspire you to reflect on your life path. What are the seeming coincidences that have led you to where you are today? What are the hidden gifts within your challenges? And what magic is out there waiting for you as you let go of resistance and follow your own breadcrumb trail? At the end of each short episode, there's an opportunity for you to reflect on how my story relates to your own life. You'll also find a PDF of journal prompts in the show notes or in the podcast section at myprojectme.com. Hi there, welcome back. I am still coming at you from Camden. Our move to Spain looks like it could be mid-May, maybe even early May. We're still awaiting confirmation. But this makes the start of my High Vibe Journey program still up in the air. So I really want to say thank you for your patience, everyone who's on the interested list. I promise to let you know as soon as I do. And I want to make sure everyone listening knows that from May the 1st, the monthly membership fee for Project We is going up. Project We is my online membership club for women with a growth mindset who want to work on their lives together in a really motivating way. We have weekly accountability check-ins, a place to share your wins without feeling braggy, a video vault for each of your eight key life areas, and a monthly Zoom workshop, and so much more. You can dip in and out and take what you need as you need it. Read the testimonials from happy members all over the world at myprojectme.com. I would love to be alongside you as you create your very own Project Me. I want to say a huge thanks to everyone who let me know how much they enjoyed the last episode, Finding My Voice. Michelle wrote, I think it's my favorite episode yet. So much of what you described resonated with me, but I never would have guessed that you felt that way. The school gate anxiety is real. Thank you for sharing. I found it really inspiring. Thank you, Michelle. And Nicole in Cape Town emailed me, Yowza, Kelly, I gotta tell you, this podcast was like you had a little webcam inside the workings of my brain, and you were talking out loud my deepest, darkest concerns. Are you my soul twin? Thank you for inspiring me to at least acknowledge the high walls I've built around my comfort zone. I'm going to look into the throat chakra clearing. So interesting. I appreciate you sharing your story. It spoke to my heart. Thank you so much, and to everyone else who wrote in too. I didn't know how common this issue is, and I'm happy that sharing my story has helped you in any way. I normally record this ongoing story podcast in order to show the natural unfolding of events, but I realized the other day that I skipped right over something very significant from over 11 years ago. I think deep down, I've been nervous about sharing this one, in case you think I'm really a weirdo or that I'm susceptible to weirdos. But with some encouragement from the women in my higher program this week, I'm ready to rewind and head back to where I missed out this piece. Here we go. Episode 21. In late 2009, I received a little package in the mail from my old roommate, Dan, in Hermosa Beach, California. 
It contained two plain silver CDs that he'd burned himself. No packaging, no explanation, just a post-it note attached saying, Love, Dan. Okay. I popped the first CD into my player, and without any introduction, I was met with a fast-talking, kind of crazy-sounding lady talking about stuff I didn't understand. Huh? What was this? But I trusted Dan and decided to keep an open mind and see what on earth all this was about and why he wanted me to hear it. If you've listened to episode 15, you'll recall that Dan was my quirky roommate in my early 20s who used to listen to motivational cassette tapes in his bedroom and went on to become a Hollywood producer. I knew these CDs needed to be listened to privately with my headphones on, so I got them transferred to my iPod and started listening to them on my walk back home through Wimbledon Common after dropping my nine and six-year-old off at school. Every morning I had this enchanted woodland walk, surrounded by woodpeckers and all the sights and sounds of nature. I treasured my beautiful daily morning dose of me time before I got back and hit my long list of to-dos. By afternoon, I'd be so caught up in doing mode that I never felt I had time to walk back to school for the afternoon pickup, and I always ended up driving there in a frantic hurry. So I pressed play again to give these recordings another try as I walked through the forest after the school run. And it seemed like this woman on the recording was named Esther, but it was confusing because she referred to herself in the third person all the time. Like she'd be telling a story about Esther and her husband, Jerry, as if it was about somebody else. She also kept referring to Abraham, and I couldn't figure out who he even was. It seemed to be a live recording of her talking to an audience, and at times different audience members would ask her questions. Her answers were so quick and witty, and the audience members would laugh, and I still didn't really understand what was going on, but I felt so compelled to press play every morning until I'd listened to side one and side two of both of these CDs. And then I started them over again, and I stopped trying to figure out what was going on, and I just listened. Those mornings were magical, and I can see now that I might not have made time to listen to those CDs or drop my judgments and questions if it weren't for being in such a nature-induced state of receptiveness. Some of the core teachings of Abraham are desirable physical manifestations such as money, relationships, and lifestyle success are byproducts of focusing on joy. The basis of life is freedom. The purpose of life is joy. The result of life is growth. Life is not meant to be a struggle, but a process of allowing. Well, it was right at that time that I was listening to these audios daily that my husband heard about a potential job opportunity in Madrid. He'd been made redundant over a year earlier, and we talked about maybe leaving London. Maybe we could scale back, downsize. Or maybe we could move to our beloved island of Ibiza and he could start a boat charter business and I could do my yoga studio. Well, this potential job was in Madrid, not Ibiza, but it was Spain. And the idea really lit me up. It was a solid job as opposed to starting something up. And I was so ready for a family adventure and quite desperate to get out of the Wimbledon bubble. He flew to Madrid for interviews, but he came back super apprehensive and understandably so. Moving his family to a new country, to a city we didn't know, he spoke four languages absolutely fluently already, and Spanish was his additional fifth language, 
but by far his weakest. He'd need to do so much of his job in Spanish, business Spanish, not holiday Spanish. I got how nerve-wracking that felt for him, but at the same time, my whole being felt that this was a golden opportunity for us all, and I just could not stop thinking about it. One day, as I was walking through the woods and listening to the SG recordings again, someone in the audience asked her a question that I must have heard before, but this time it bolted into my awareness. They asked, How does the law of attraction work when you desperately require something, but your partner doesn't want it? Is them not wanting it, sending out that vibration, and thus canceling out my desire? Oh my God, this was what was happening with Luca and I. I deeply desired Madrid, but he was resisting it. He'd since heard about another job in London, he was going to go for an interview for that. I really didn't want him to take another job in London. I really, really wanted Madrid. Esther said that when you deeply desire something and your vibration is clear and strong and unwavering, you will receive from the universe what it is you're asking for. If the other person is not asking for the same thing you desire, don't worry about it. Focus your object of attention solely on what it is you desire. Well, that felt kind of selfish to me. I want to be with him, not without him in Madrid, and I want him to be happy too. This isn't just about me getting what I want. But I kept listening, and she went on to say, If what you desire is something you actually want the other person to be a part of too, then include them in the picture. Ask that they are by your side as you enjoy this juicy desire, and that they are just as juiced up about it as you are, or words to that effect. Don't focus on their potential resistances or all the reasons it might not work out. Just focus on what you desire and trust that it is coming. <laughs> well, I was already into the law of attraction, and I knew about asking for what you want, but I'd never thought about asking for what I want and including others to be on board with it. So I got out my journal. It was December 2009. I wish that journal wasn't presently in storage so I could read it to you, but I wrote out my dream vision of living in Madrid, in a fabulous house we love, with a swimming pool, and the kids thriving in a new school, and Luca enjoying his new job, and all of us being so incredibly happy. Remember, I like to dream big, and I'm not afraid to ask for big things. The next day, I got out my gratitude journal, and I wrote gratitude in advance for all of that in the present tense, as if it were already my reality and I stopped trying to convince Luca. And in doing so, he was able to have some space to let go of his resistances. When someone is pushing your back against a wall, they push back, right? So I just trusted, and I let go, and if it was meant to be, it would be. And well, if you've been listening to my podcast, you'll know that he took the job in Madrid, and we moved there on the 1st of April 2010, just over three months from when I wrote that dream vision. We rented our house out in Wimbledon really easily to friends, and for the same money as we got in rent, we rented a magnificent modern dream house with a swimming pool. <laughs> really, I used to wake up and pinch myself. We had a view of the snowy mountains outside of Madrid, and I could see gorgeous sunsets from my bedroom window. The boys seamlessly slid into their new school. I hadn't wanted Luca to move first and for us to follow him when the school year finished out. I didn't want to wait until September when they'd be lost amongst the other kids wanting to catch up with friends they hadn't seen all summer. In April, 
They were the new kids, and everyone wanted to draft them into their social circle. My instincts were spot on. Anyway, hearing Esther answer that audience member's question had given me exactly what I needed at that time. Focus on what you want, and if it's best for everyone, it will happen. Don't blame others for not being on board with your dreams. Fast forward to 2016, and I was invited on a girls' ski weekend in Chamonix in the French Alps. I don't do girls' weekends. Never have. I didn't even want a hen night. It goes back to my comfort with one-on-one friendships and never having much to say in a group of mixed people. I spoke about that in the last episode, Finding My Voice. I also don't like flirting or gossip, and I associate girls' nights out or girls' weekends away as being all about that. My new friend Kiki was hosting, and our mutual friend Natalie was convincing me to go, even though I'd only know those two. I went, and despite the lovely women, and the jaw-droppingly, stunningly gorgeous chalet, and the private chef, and the gorgeous food, and the yoga, and foot massages, and perfect ski conditions, I never really felt I fit in. I was so grateful for the hospitality, and humbled to be included amongst these really powerful women but I still hadn't found my voice, and I didn't say a whole lot, and I felt so boring and inarticulate. There was also a whole lot of flirting going on at the bar at night, which makes me super uneasy, and I ducked out early and then stayed in by myself the following night. But there was one one one-on-one conversation I had with one of Kiki's friends that led me back to Esther Hicks. She asked if I'd ever listened to Abraham Hicks, and I said, yes, I think so, and I told her about those CDs from several years back. She was the first one to ever explain to me that Esther was a woman who was channeling a group of entities called Abraham. Oh, that's why she referred to herself in the third person? Okay. She said if I wanted to hear more, go to YouTube and type in Abraham plus whatever it is I'm seeking guidance on. For example, Abraham plus relationship issue or Abraham plus parenting or plus money worry or job decision or health condition. She said there was literally an Abraham Hicks recording about anything. I had no idea and it was super intriguing to me, so I started doing this. And she was right. Whatever the subject, there would be an audience member asking that question and Abraham's answer would be super enlightening. I became hooked. I got my daily fix as I was getting dressed and ready in the morning or having my lunch or riding the bus. I came to stop thinking she was an odd woman with a speedy weird voice, and I adored her humor and gained so much wisdom about how the law of attraction really works. Thoughts and emotions carry a vibrational frequency. You are always attracting what you most think about. If you are worrying, you're attracting the very thing you don't want into your life. Always focus on what you do want. Be in the vibration of what you want. Pay attention to how you're feeling. Reach for a better feeling thought. I learned about the vortex and source energy. It went so far beyond Rhonda Byrne's book, The Secret. And I later discovered that Rhonda Byrne learned from Abraham. As a matter of fact, Esther Hicks narrated and appeared in the original version of The Secret, as well as being a central source of the inspiration for it. Apparently, Rhonda Byrne made all kinds of new stipulations from the original contract, which was making Esther feel really uncomfortable and uneasy. Ultimately, Abraham gave Esther this advice. Whenever you are given an ultimatum that says, 
If you don't do this, then we will have to do such and such. It is best that you just let it go and move on. Otherwise, there is always another and this and this and this. I went on to buy the Abraham Hicks book, Ask and It Is Given, which explained the story of how Esther came to channel Abraham and how Abraham isn't one person, but a collective group consciousness from the non-physical dimension. <laughs> and as woo-woo as all of that sounds, Ask and It Is Given is an oddly super practical book. It's like a handbook of processes to use to raise your emotions if you're feeling low vibes. Feeling worried or frustrated? Do this. Feeling angry and resentful? Do this. Most were simple writing exercises, and they were incredibly effective. That book, combined with listening to all these Abraham YouTube audios, catapulted my personal growth to whole new levels. I have since put so many other people onto Abraham, and those recordings have helped them so much too. But others can't get past Esther's voice, and they find her annoying, and so it's not for everyone. Those vibrationally attracted to these messages will hear them clearly, and those repelled simply won't hear them. There are different thought groups around the world, and we are naturally attracted to those in our thought group. I learned about that way back when I read the Celestian Prophecy book. I talked about that in episode one. So if you're in a different thought group, it may not be the messages you're meant to hear. <laughs> My friends and I used to try to catch Esther out. Would she ever not refer to herself in the third person? Would she say me or I? But she never has. And the wisdom that comes out of her mouth is beyond what any mortal being can say so seamlessly and spontaneously and wisely. I do believe she is a channel for information from beyond. I'm going to play you a clip from CD1 that I listened to back in 2009 on my walks on Wimbledon Common. Abraham recordings are license-free and can be openly shared as long as they are credited. So, do credit. This is Esther Hicks channeling Abraham to a live audience. I have no idea when or where. The most dominant premise that is misunderstood in your physical reality is that when someone performs something that you disapprove of, that it is a good idea for you to point it out or you might get more of it. When the reality of it is, the more you point at what you do not want, the more you hold yourself in a consistent pattern of vibration that disallows what you do want. And the most powerful premise that we want to activate within you, that we promise you will serve you for all of the days of your life is a belief is only a thought I keep thinking. A belief is only a thought I continue to think. A belief is only my habit of thought. It's only a practice thought. A belief is only a thought that I think a lot. Now, why does that matter? Because when you want something and you believe in opposition to it, your opposite belief will prevent what you want from happening. When you want something and you believe it, there's no separation. You are offering one signal and law of attraction will bring it to you now. But when you want something and you doubt it, when you want it and you don't believe it, now you're offering opposing vibrations and you can hold yourself in that holding pattern all of the days of your life. I want it, but I want it, but it'd be nice, but it doesn't happen for me. 
I would really like to have that, but I've wanted it for so long. When you keep saying those things, when you continue to face reality, when you beat the drum of what is, when you beat the drum of what is, you hold active within yourself a vibrational pattern. A belief is only a thought you keep thinking. A belief is only a thought that you keep thinking, and it is only the beliefs that you hold that keep you from the things that you want. A belief is only a thought that you keep thinking, and the only thing that keeps you from who you really are and what you really want is a belief, which is only a thought that you keep thinking. Did you write that down? <laughs> so if a belief is only a thought that I keep thinking and I keep thinking a thought that is in opposition to what I want, then I keep thinking the thought that's in opposition to what I want. So the reason I don't get what I want is because I keep thinking a thought that's in opposition to what I want. Interesting, <laughs> obvious, but interesting in a whole new sort of decisive way. So if a belief is only a thought that I keep thinking, what about thinking a thought that I don't believe long enough that I believe it? If a belief is only a thought that I keep thinking, why not think a hopeful thought? Well, that's stupid, Abraham. <laughs> the facts defy it. The fact, oh well, that's that false premise that we were talking about earlier, isn't it? That reality is static. So you mean I have been building my life on a false premise by facing reality and feeling that that legitimized giving my attention to this unwanted thing. Even Esther occasionally will say, but Abraham, but it's true. But it's true as if that is any prerequisite for what you give your attention to. A belief is only a thought that you keep thinking. And you, as human beings, are the harborer of so many unproductive beliefs. The largest among them, I'm not worthy. There's no gain without pain. I must have been born under the wrong star. It must be karma. Probably my mother's fault. <laughs> it's the government's fault. You want to believe that false premise, don't you? It's the government's fault. If they'd be different, everything would be different. We want to say to you, take your power back by Remembering that a belief is only a thought that you keep thinking. A belief is only a thought that I keep thinking. A belief is only a thought that I keep thinking. A belief is only a thought that I keep thinking. I'm starting to believe that. <laughs> a belief is only a thought that I keep thinking. A belief is only a thought that I keep thinking. When I think a thought, it activates a vibration. And when it, a vibration is activated, my point of attraction kicks in. So if I keep thinking this same thought and I keep activating this point of attraction and law of attraction keeps responding to this active vibration, then I'm going to continue to get results, not because they're true and not because it's reality, but because it's law of attraction's consistent response to a thought that I keep thinking. So if it's a thought that I keep thinking and I'm getting results that I don't want, isn't it prudent to begin to think a different thought? Oh, but Abraham, that doesn't seem logical. You want me to think an airy-fairy pretend thought? You want me to put my head in the clouds or in the sand? You want me to pretend that something that isn't is? Yes. You want me to fantasize? You want me to imagine? You want me to use words that aren't true? Yes. You want me to pretend that I'm slender when I'm fat? Yes. You want me to pretend that I'm prosperous when I'm poor? Yes. We want you to think the thoughts that match what you want until you believe them. And when you think the thoughts that match what you want until you believe them, universal forces will give you the proof of your belief.
But if you need to see it before you believe it, it cannot come. You have to believe it before you see it. What's a belief? A belief is just a thought I keep thinking. So what did we just say? You have to keep thinking the thought until it becomes. You have to keep thinking the thought until you believe it and when you believe it, it is. It's so simple. We are done. I'll let you percolate on that. Maybe you'll rewind and listen again and again and again, or maybe not. It occurred to me a couple of years ago that Abraham came into my life to expedite my personal growth. I was now living and breathing the law of attraction and using my emotions as my indicator of whether I was in a low or a high vibration. I believed that a belief is only a thought you keep telling yourself, and I chose better feeling thoughts every time I noticed I was having a low vibe thought. And life did keep getting easier and easier and better and better. But there came a time for me to move on. I knew in my heart that Abraham was meant to be a stepping stone, not a crutch. If I only listened to one voice indefinitely, I might be missing out on all other sources of inspiration, including my own intuition. When we constantly have earbuds in, listening to outside voices, how can we ever hear our own? So I went cold turkey. No more listening to Abraham. It was hard at first. If I felt bored or low vibe, I wanted my Abraham fix. But like any addict, I had to ride out the urge until it passed. And it was the right thing to do. I began to hear my own interpretations, my own analogies, my own expanded version of the meaning of life and why we are here and what it's all about. If you keep listening to future episodes of this podcast, you'll keep hearing where that has led me since. I was apprehensive about recording this episode. I know you know I'm woo-woo, but would this make you go running for the hills? Channeled information can be a bit too far out for some, yet it's a part of my journey and it feels wrong to just leave it out in case I scare anyone off. Yesterday, I posted about Abraham to the women in my higher program group. I wanted to know if they knew about this and how they felt about it. Lovely Lynn in my group wrote, I first listened to Abraham Hicks during the first lockdown at the online Hay House Summit. This was prior to me discovering your High Vibe Journey, Higher, and Project We. Until recently, I haven't really got who Abraham is at all, and maybe I still don't fully. I have looked back at my notes from the Hay House Summit, and I haven't written any mention of Abraham at all, just Esther Hicks. I totally ignored that part of it and just enjoyed listening to Esther's voice, resonated with what was being said, and I liked the light humor attached. The same with Asking It Is Given, one of the first books I was moved to buy from the High Vibe Journey recommendations. I just read the words without thinking about who's giving me the messages. They're just great words. Perhaps this will be similar for this episode of your podcast, and listeners will just take away the bits that are right for them in that moment. I think this will be a great podcast when the words are ready to flow. Well, the words have flowed, so there you go. I will always feel grateful to Dan for sending me those mystery CDs and introducing me to Esther Hicks and Abraham. Dear listener, relax your forehead. Take a nice, long, 
deep breath in and let it out with a sigh. Keep softening and relaxing as I ask you some questions. Do you believe, or are you willing to believe, that your thoughts and emotions carry a vibrational frequency? That you are always attracting what you most think about? Have you been worrying about anything lately? How can you turn that worry into positive expectation and think about what you do want instead of what you don't? Is there anything you really want, but you don't believe you'll get it because others are not on board with it? Are you willing to let go of needing anyone else to want exactly what you want and to believe that you really will have it? Thanks for listening to the Project Me podcast. The other day I noticed that there's now a podcast called Abraham Hicks Daily. Each episode is a recording of an audience member asking a question, and I've listened to a couple this week in preparation for this podcast, which was like hearing the voice of a dear old friend. Check that out if you're interested. If you like this episode and you happen to be listening in Apple Podcast, please hit the five stars. I think you can do this each time you listen. And if you have a moment to leave a review, I'm so grateful. And if you're not on Apple, please share about the podcast. The more reviews and listens it gets, the higher it's pushed into the charts and the more people get to know about it. That gives me extra energy to keep recording more episodes. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown.